This is Jessica Pate, your host for Brave Together podcast. I am here to serve, encourage, and inspire you in your journey as a special needs mom. This is your tribe. This is your community, your place to be reminded that you are not alone. Please follow along as I share stories, inspiration, and resources just for you. So I wanted to share with you what brings us to today's episode. A few months ago, I took Ryan to Nashville, Tennessee, and as we were going through the airport and I was desperate to find a bathroom, I could not find a family bathroom. Remember, Ryan is almost 18 and he is over six feet tall, and I did not want to take him into a women's bathroom. I don't think that's fair to him. I think it's awkward for other people who may not readily see that he's disabled and needs to be with me. I can't leave him outside the bathroom while I run in. And honestly, I felt like crying when I was in the airport. And not so much because of our story, but I'm thinking about other families who this is critical for, who need a family bathroom. What about fathers traveling with daughters with special needs? What about families who are traveling with Older kids, teenagers, or adults in diapers, and they need a place to toilet with privacy and dignity and safety. So I posted this story, of course, on Facebook and Instagram, and it resonated. I got a lot of comments, and then I had the good fortune to be connected with Christina Abernethy, who is our guest today. She is here to tell us all about changing spaces. So let me share with you just a little bit about Christina. She is a dedicated wife, mother of three, and passionate advocate for people impacted by disabilities. She has coordinated events to fund research, supports, and service dogs for families. She has served on local committees, coached an adaptive cheerleading team, and won awards for successful fundraising endeavors, including those for Team Bubba, honoring her son with autism. She is the founder of Love, Hope, and Autism and is proud to be the coordinator for Changing Spaces Pennsylvania, a movement to build accessible restrooms with powered, height-adjustable, adult-sized changing tables across communities to promote inclusion. Christina also works as a family support and community engagement specialist at Achieving True Self, supporting families like hers. She is committed to spreading a message of heightened awareness and acceptance of differences, ultimately inspiring hope. She is a two-time best-selling co-author, most recently including You Are Not Alone, stories, resources, and hope from autism moms to let them know that they are not alone in their journey. With that, let's get into the show. Hi, friends. So I give you Christina Abernathy. I'm, well, I'm always excited. You hear me say that every single time, but I absolutely love doing this podcast and it's a joy to have these conversations. And I cannot wait for you to hear everything that she has to share with us today because I know and trust that some of you are going to be moved to action. We want to hear from you after this episode. Hi, Christina. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. 
You are so welcome. Thank you for all that you are doing. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here and to chat all about it. Well, tell our listeners first just a little bit about you, a little bit about your family. Why did you come to care about this arena of advocacy? Sure. So again, my name is Christina. I am a wife and a mom of three. Uh, We live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My full-time job is mom, caregiver, (laughs) actually teacher, therapist, all the things right now because of the pandemic. Um, I also do have a part-time job with a company called Achieving True Self, and I am a family support and community engagement specialist there where I help serve families like mine. So I work with families also impacted by autism from birth up to 18 years old. And so I absolutely love my job. And so that's something else that I love to do. Um, My blog is called Love, Hope, and Autism, where I love to share our journey, our story, inspire other people to never give up. I love to share things that is that have worked for our family. Um, every time I post, I always just think if there's just that one mom on the other end of the computer that can resonate with my words and say, you know what, that really made me feel less alone in this journey. And, you know, thank you for that. That's what it's all about to me is connection and inspiring hope for other people and embracing differences. The advocacy aspect came from an issue that has arised with our son. I mentioned I have three children. Um, We have a daughter that's 18 and we have twin boys that are 10. Um, Our son, Ethan, nicknamed Bubba, as you will probably hear me say that interchangeably with Ethan and Bubba. He does have an autism diagnosis um, along, along with some other medical diagnoses as well. And one of the largest issues we run into is um, the lack of accessible restrooms in public. So that is one of the biggest struggles for our family. It really just made me put on my advocacy hat in a whole new light and really just take charge with it and try to create change, not only for our son, but for hundreds of thousands of Americans who need something like that. So when did you start to get involved in this area? Getting involved in the Changing Spaces campaign, I started close to three years ago now. Changing Spaces has been around since 2016, which actually originated from the UK. They have a campaign called Changing Places, and they have over a thousand accessible restrooms with not only the adult size changing table, but also also with the ceiling lift um, so that 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 can also help uh, change individuals, you know, from moving them from the, you know, the toilet to wheelchair or to table, um, what have you. Um, so the UK, I always love to give them a huge shout out because they really just took charge with this and, and led us here in the US in the right direction. And uh, why Changing Spaces originated was from that. And we call our Changing Spaces because in order to be a Changing Places restroom, you do have to have the lift as well. And because we have different laws and regulations here and things, um, it has been more difficult here to get the lift. And so even though we advocate for them as well and, you know, talk to facilities about them and businesses, um, we do get a a lot of pushback on that part for liability issues. Um, But we're working on it. We still advocate for them. But for us, our main number one goal is to get our loved ones off the floor and to give them a safe clean, private, dignified space to be claimed. And so that's where the adult size changing table comes in. So I want our listeners to just imagine, because we we have a mix of listeners. If you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, wow, I'm so glad this doesn't apply to our family. 
I want you still to imagine that your spouse, your mother, your father, your best friend has been struck by an illness, an injury, uh, an accident, and now they are wheelchair bound and they're in diapers or they have trouble toileting themselves. And try to imagine laying down your best friend, your mother, your father, your spouse on the ground in a public bathroom. It, just, it gets me choked up just thinking about that. Just the lack of dignity, the lack. It's just it, like you've said, it is a basic human right to be able to toilet in privacy and dignity. And the thought of having to lay your child down, who could be four, but has outgrown you know, the baby changing tables and you desperately need a place in public to change them. You can't do it standing up. They're too big to sit on your lap or whatever the situation is. The thought of laying your loved one on the disgusting ground, even if you have a beach towel, even if you have a blanket, it just, you're on your hands and knees on the floor with your loved one. It's this could touch all of us. Even if, in my situation, Ryan doesn't wear diapers. That doesn't mean something couldn't happen to somebody I love, where this need is very, very real. This is one of those issues that it mainly seems like until you're impacted by it, you might not realize it is an issue. And to be quite honest, it really wasn't something that crossed my mind until it became our life. And, you know, when my daughter was small, you know, she toilet trained very easy and very quickly. I mean, before she was two. Um, so that it was an issue that really never crossed my mind. And then as the boys were getting bigger, I mean, baby changing tables are just that. They are for babies up to 35 pounds. So and you're talking about not only an older child like my son, who is 10 and over 100 pounds, but when you think of when we're going to a museum or to a, if we want to go to a ball game or a concert or something like that, these are things that our family can't do and hundreds of thousands of other families can't do because they're impacted by this in some way. So whether it is, you know, a disabled veteran, your friend's daughter who's a wheelchair user, your mom with MS, your uncle who suffered a stroke, like you just never know how this is and why somebody needs this. But this is such a huge need, not only for our family, but for so many people. And advocating for this one piece of equipment is literally life-changing, life-changing. And it gifts our loved ones off the floor. I, When I walk into a restroom, a family restroom that is, you know, 10 by 8. I mean, it's huge. You, there's all this space. And, and I'm looking around and, you know, I just feel the weight of the world on me. And you really only have a few options there. Are we going to lay down the beach towel, change him on the floor? I'll be kneeling on the floor. I'll be laying on the floor. My hands are covering his ears or his noise canceling headphones are on because he's scared and it's loud and it's cold and it's damp. I mean, it's a bathroom. It's a bathroom, you know? And then is that the choice we're going to make? Or do we pack up our entire family and leave, leave him soiled until we get home? Or, I mean, the other option is changing him in the back of our vehicle, which, I mean, even that, I mean, you're changing him in a busy parking lot with people walking by. All of these options are not okay, right? Like all of these options are not okay. Nope. They are inhumane. It is not dignified. It is not safe. It is not private. 
And it, they shouldn't be options for families like ours. There should be an option to have an inclusive and accessible restroom for people to utilize when we're out in public. Our families are isolated enough. There are things that we avoid because of our children's needs, because of our children's struggles, because of how it just doesn't work or it's too much work to go fill in the blank. We're isolated enough because we have a thousand appointments a week or per month and we can't participate in some of the regular activities of childhood or teenage life. For a family to not be able to just go to a museum or a sporting event where, yes, they might have places for wheelchairs, but if the wheelchair users have no place to toilet in dignity and privacy, then you're not going and those seats are empty, not because people don't want to be there, but because of the other very important issues that go along with leaving the house. Exactly. And, you know, when I started sharing our story, I, I felt very alone in the moment. I knew that there were other people out there. You know, I just don't think I realized the impact and the amount of families across our country and even beyond that need something like this. And, you know, when our story was shared and, you know, I came out of the bathroom crying and my husband looked at me, he's like, what is the matter? And I'm like, you know, every time I do this, every time I have to lay him down on the floor, like, it's like, I lose a little, a little piece in myself. Like it, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking as a mother to have to do that with your child. And I just said, there has to be some sort of change. We have to do better. We have to do better. And that's when I started sharing. And that's when I found out about the work that had been done in the UK. That's how I met Keisha and Sarah. They're amazing. Um, and, you know, and joined forces with the Changing Spaces campaign because I thought, oh, my gosh, there's a whole, you know, nationwide campaign that is advocating for these. Um, and even though it's moving slowly, it's going. I know that our voices would be heard. I had no doubt about that. It was just, you know, how do I get started? How do I make an impact and create change by sharing our story? And, and it's working. It's definitely working. We're, you know, it's, it takes time. One of the biggest successes we have had here in Pennsylvania was the Pittsburgh International Airport, which was like, that was I call it like my baby, because we worked so hard to get that in to the Pittsburgh International Airport. And we were the seventh, seven in the entire country to get a powered, high digestible adult size changing table in a restroom at an airport. But we have hundreds, hundreds of doggy relief areas and restrooms. And it just, why are we putting doggy dignity over human dignity? Like we have this all backwards. Yes. So share with our listeners and I love my dogs. I am a right. dog lover, but listeners, you have to hear this. Guess yes. how many in airports across the country, how many doggy potty rest spots there are? Tell them, Christina. Yeah. So there's over 300. And actually, because I knew I was going to be speaking to you this evening, I was trying to Google it before we met and I was getting all kind of crazy numbers. I mean, well over 500. So what happens is there is, there is law that requires airports to have dog relief areas, which I fully believe in. And I truly support that because support dogs and um, therapy dogs and all type of animals nowadays. I mean, I, I do believe that they also need 
an area. I do agree with that. Larger airports actually have multiples of them, you know, sometimes, you know, gate A, gate B, whatever. I mean, we're not just talking about a little bit of fake grass and giving an area or a little area outside for these animals to relieve themselves. We're spending hundreds and thousands, sometimes millions of dollars on doggy artwork and little doggy poles and fire hydrants and fake grass. And I'm sorry, like it, it, it makes my heart palpitate talking about it because we don't even have a law that exists for human dignity in airports, what we do for dog dignity. Again, I love, I love animals as well, but we have to do better. We need to do better. And we, like I said, we're making changes on a state level, on a federal level, but we can all do better. We can all be doing our part, sharing our stories and sharing why this is such a huge need. I hope that people continue to talk about it. And even if you're not impacted by it personally, share our story, share another friend's story, share something you've learned about it and heard about it so that people keep talking and people are aware and people can start making changes because it's the right thing to do, not because they're required to or made to by law, but because it's the right thing to do. It's not just a need. It is a basic human right, a basic human right that has been long neglected. This is not the generation of, this is not new. This is not new. Across the country, we have 11, is that right? 11? Yes adult size changing tables in airports. Now I'm wondering like how many airports do we have across the country? There's two ways. I mean, we want new construction. We want laws to require all new construction to include in public restrooms. Family restrooms. And family restrooms. Right. And then we also want laws to make cities, counties retrofit current family bathrooms or public bathrooms. That's the goal, right? Right. When you're speaking of um, an adult size changing table, so just so our listeners are aware, uh, with the Changing Spaces campaign, we specifically advocate for powered, height adjustable adult size changing tables. So there is a big difference between these tables that we advocate for and a table that is either, um, you know, like a fixed height table or freestanding table, because the huge difference is, is the safety and liability risks. Um, with a powered height adjustable table, which is the push of a button, these tables rise up and lowered. So you can actually lower the table down to about 18 inches off the floor. So really any size wheelchair user, you know, you'll be able to transfer safely over under the armpits, get them over on the table. And then what's really nice about it is to raise the table up. So the caregiver is not hurting their back. They're not kneeling on the floor. They're not bent over in a weird, strange way. They, they help them get clean. They lower the table down, transfer them safely back into the wheelchair. Um, and so for my family personally, even though my son is not a wheelchair user, this still prevents me from having to lift him onto something. So even though he's not a wheelchair user, he's over a hundred pounds now and I can't lift him up onto a fixed height table. There's just no way. And the possibility of him needing assistance like this for his entire life is highly likely. So you know, in those situations, I mean, he's 10 when he's 25. I mean, I couldn't imagine myself, you know, in my 40s and 50s trying to lift my 25-year-old up onto a table. So that is why it's so important that we advocate for these height adjustable tables and not just go the cheap route and put in a fixed height bench or a table because people are getting hurt. You might have listeners 
who are listening to this saying like, what can I do to help? And then they're like, oh, type in adult site changing table. And a lot of those will come up. A fixed height bench or a fixed height table will come up. And I do understand that it's a, an extra cost, but you will make your money back. What you're allowing and what you're doing by giving an inclusive and accessible restroom with these height adjustable tables, you're getting families out into public because you're not just getting the person who needs to use the restroom like that. You're getting their entire family. So you're getting more patrons into your facility that are spending money and having fun at your establishment that aren't already because you do not have this accessible restrooms. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. What I envision down the road as the laws change and we really make headway is that there will be an app for families to be able to know where those bathrooms are, because obviously not every single public bathroom around the United States will have this, but in Disneyland, where? In Disney World, where? In, at the LA County Museum of Art, where? Wouldn't that be wonderful someday just to have an app where you say, this is where I'm going. This is where our family would like to go this summer or over spring break. Let's choose based on what is there for our family. Right. So there is something that exists. I don't know that it's an app, but it is like a website that you can go to and look at. Anyone who is interested, you know, in lobbying or, you know, looking into talking to the legislators and things like that. Again, I live in Pennsylvania, but when you reach out to the Changing Spaces campaign, we have many states across the United States that are working um, with legislators um, on a state level. There's going to be federal changes, which I can mention that in a minute, but on the state level, we're still working for bills to be passed. And the importance of that is it kind of mandates a few more places, I think, than like on the federal level will. Um, so I think it's important for you know us to keep advocating for it and at least trying on a state level. And the retrofit piece is just so important because especially around the greater Pittsburgh area here, we are proving that you can retrofit these adult size changing tables into family restrooms that are large enough. And so when you have this, you know, eight foot long wall, nine foot long wall, and you have a tiny baby changing table, if we take that baby changing table out and replace it with a powered height adjustable adult size changing table, you accommodate everyone with one piece of equipment. So whether you have your six month old or your 10 year old like me, or your mom with MS or your best friend down the street, it accommodates everybody, you know, so they hold up between like 300 to 400 pounds up to six feet long. I mean, you're talking about a very large portion of our population that would be able to utilize this table. And so that's why it's so important that we still advocate in, you know, individual states. Um, and like I mentioned on a federal level, it is very new news, but I'd love to share that, you know, we met with the International Code Council and there was a hearing and myself and a few others um, spoke and shared our stories. They only give you a few minutes to talk, but it went really, really well. And there was such a large group of people filled with, you know, self-advocates, caregivers, and parents that helped create this change to get us where we are today. And the ICC heard us very loud and clear and voted unanimously, all hands up. It was very exciting. And starting in 2024, there are certain places out in our communities um, that will be mandated to have these adult size changing tables. So it'll actually be changed into the code starting in 2024, which is a huge, huge win in the disability community. So I just 
I want to thank every single person who had a hand and a small part in that because I still get chills talking about it. I mean, it's, I mean, I know it's a few years away and it'll take time for those changes to happen. But the thought of that for when my son is older and for all of the people that come after us, it is just such a huge deal. (laughs) So Christine and I can see each other and I'm crying. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh, Gosh. It's huge. Such a huge victory. I have goosebumps all over me. (laughs) I try not to cry during these. (laughs) It's okay. It's so important for people to realize that something as little as just using the restroom when you're out in public and how that can impact whether or not you even leave your home for the day. You know, I, I, I envy my friends who can just get up and go with their kids out for the day. We can't do that ever. And when we go away, even if it's just a state away, you know, we're staying at a hotel or, you know, we're going to a different zoo. I call like, do you have anything like this? No, ma'am. I'm sorry. We don't have that here. It is just no after no after no. And um, so then we have to come up with plan B, C and D um, on where are we going to where are we going to change and when it happens? Because it will happen when we're out in public. It's not an if it's just when and how many times. Um, and it's just really sad because so many families, I think now more than ever, I think people can relate to how families like ours feel of the suffocating at home and being home all the time, um, and not being able to go places. We weren't able to because of the pandemic and they were closed, but imagine having all those things open and still not being able to go. So, um, you know, I don't want to be like negative Nancy. I just want people to understand that this, this, this is how it is for so many families. We still go, we still try. And sometimes, sometimes it's not a good day for our son in general. Right. And so we have to leave early because of that. But when he's having a great day, you know, and wants to be out and he's tolerating the world around him. Great. We want to be able to provide that for him. So when we are out and there's the lack of these accessible restrooms, it's really heartbreaking because then, of course, we either change him on the floor or go home. Right. So we have to keep talking about it. We do. And and tell our listeners, too. I mean, I know you've got the Honda version and you've got the Mercedes version of a adult-sized, powered, height-adjustable changing mm-hmm. table. but what's the range? If you say like, I think about our two local public high schools, I doubt they have an adult size changing table. I will be inquiring. You know, if I were to say, they say, okay, yes, we're on board. The school district is on board and we would have to raise money for that. What does that look like to retrofit a space in each high school that could, could do this? So um, powered height adjustable adult size changing tables, um, they are six feet long, about 72 inches, six feet long and about two to three feet wide. So they do take up a large amount of space and they have different kinds. So you have a freestanding table or a table that can be bolted into the ground. So these tables cost less money because even though they're powered height adjustable, um, they're not on the wall and they don't fold down. So this is something like what you were describing. If they have the space and that space can be utilized by the table all the time. And it's not, 
you know, interfering with anything else. And you still have the space, you know, if someone had a wheelchair, I think would be a great fit. So tables like that are between like $22 and $2,500. And then when you get up into like, you know, the Cadillac versions of the tables, which again, depending on where you're talking about placing a table like this is I really go and use my judgment by where is this table going? Who's going to be using it? How often is it going to be used? All of those things. Um, And so I think even just a table that is bolted into the ground would be great for the school. But if they want to go with the Cadillac version, if they want something that's folded on the wall, those really range anywhere between like probably $4,000 all the way up to about $10,000. Again, it really just depends on the style that you want. Um, You know, I can share a link with you from Maxibility's website so that people can look and click around and see what these look like is it is kind of hard to picture in your brain if you've never seen one. And then it's like, once you've seen one, you just know, you understand, you know, why this is such a huge need and why they're so accessible uh, for so many people. But um, so like, for example, the airport being an international airport, obviously they could afford the Cadillac, right? So it made sense to have this big family restroom. It's a brand new restroom. Um, You know, it's uh, also sensory friendly, which was something else that I talked to them about. I said, get rid of the hand dryer. They're crazy loud and don't have loud music. So they don't, the lights are softer in there. No crazy music, no blow dryer. It's all paper towels. Um, And their powered height adjustable table is beautiful. It folds up on the wall. Um, So I will say the thing that's nice about the tables that fold up onto the wall, kind of like a baby changing table, how you can push it back up um, or you can use a push of a button and put it back up. What's nice about those is that the space isn't always being utilized. So when it's not in use, it can be folded up on the wall because there might be somebody that goes in that restroom that does need to use it. So they're not banging into it or using it or injuring it at all. But um, so I will say that that's the nice part about the ones that fold on the wall. So like our children's hospital has one like that, our airport, um, one of the museums, our aviary, but then like for our local YMCA, they got the one, you know, that I had said, maybe for your high school, um, the miracle league fields, there's a couple miracle league fields that have uh, put them in or retrofitted, um, you know, use the ones that get bolted into the ground. So I, I really just think it depends on the area and the place of where it's going to be used. But if you want to just get in your head between like anywhere between $2,500 up to $10,000, they are definitely not cheap. And I fully understand that, but I can tell you that it is worth every dollar and cent spent because you are one doing the right thing and two creating a safe, dignified space for people that's inclusive and accessible for all people. And you, if you are, you know, a business, whether you're a ballpark or concerts or what have you, you're going to get that money back tenfold. You're going to have people coming to your organization that may have never ventured there. And it's, and you're not seeing these people for that reason. You're all, you know, oh, we don't have that many people that come here. Oh, well, there's a reason for that. There, you have accessible ramps and you have accessible seating and you have accessible this and accessible that. But if you're missing the restroom piece, they're still not coming because they're not able to even utilize the restroom in your facility. I hope you have inspired our listeners today because I, every time I talk to you, I get choked up, I get fired up. I, I know. This is, it's a basic human right. So 
We'll have all the links. We'll have a way to get in touch with Christina or links to the Changing Spaces campaign. If you are moved, if you are interested, if you just want to peek around or nose around, please do so. We need more and more and more people across the United States advocating and lobbying and talking to legislators, making a difference, making a change. Well, Christina, thank you so much for all that you're doing. I know we're going to stay in touch. Thank you for your passion. I thank you for your beautiful heart. I thank you for all that you are doing. And I know that there's somebody out there listening who is going to get fired up. Before we go, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. If you've been listening to this podcast or following me for a while, you know how important my mentors have meant to me and how much I value therapy for self-care and healing. BetterHelp is a professional online therapy and counseling service which gives you secure, personalized help when you need it. They offer their counseling and therapy sessions through video, text messaging, and phone calls. They know that not everyone's struggles and needs are the same. And that's why within just a few days of signing up, BetterHelp will assess your specific needs and goals and match you with a real life counselor focused on helping you along your personal journey. And they do also offer financial aid services. So if you've been unsure about seeking out therapy or help, this is a great way to test the waters. I will leave all the details in the show notes and you can access our link for 10% off your first month at www.betterhelp.com backslash we are brave together. Friends, I know I ask this all the time, but if you have not yet subscribed to Brave Together Podcast, please do so. Leave us a review and leave us a rating. And the reason we ask you to do that is not so that we can see all these glowing words of kindness and generosity and love about the podcast, but it actually helps our podcast reach more people. So the more ratings and reviews that we get and the more listens, downloads, That means we have a chance of possibly crossing the paths of more moms that need our support, our inspiration, our resources, our words. And so please, please do that for us today. Please follow us at Brave Together Pod. That is on Instagram. And as always, if you would like to donate to keep this podcast going, just go to the donate page on our website, wearebravetogether.com. And you can donate any amount because it all makes a difference in a young organization. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. Please share with other moms who are in the trenches of an altered motherhood and need to know and feel that they are not alone. Thank you.